Welcome to Local Motion, a weekly KVNF program which takes a deeper look into our community's public affairs. I'm your host, Taya Jay. Today on the show, we speak with members of the Women's Surface Creek Saddle Club about the history of the club, the humbling and transformative nature of working with horses, and one member's recent accomplishment of completing the 100 miles of the Western States Trail Ride. All that coming up next. Stay tuned. Growing up in small towns across the United States, I remember local newspapers like the South Woodby Record and the Bennington Banner, and in particular, a certain feature peppered throughout those newspapers, the Hometown Hero series. The Hometown Hero was an effort to celebrate good-hearted folks making a difference in their communities. Today on Local Motion, at the end of the coolest summer we'll ever know, we bring you a good-hearted story. One of perseverance, empowerment, partnership, and a different type of hero. Her name is Khaleesi. Well, Khaleesi looks just like her father. Um, her dam is a, is a paint, a bay paint with quite a bit of white on her, but Khaleesi is jet black, as her father was. And so she's jet black with one little white sock on the back hind foot, and maybe a little rim of... Khaleesi is a horse, but not just any horse. She was bred and raised to do one thing, carry her rider, Juline Fizel, through the 24-hour, 100-mile journey of California's Western States Trail Ride, popularly known as the Tevis Cup. My name is Juline Fizel. I currently live in Cedar Edge. I'm married to a wonderful man, Greg Fizell, for, oh gosh, he'll be mad when I don't know exactly. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. We can't talk about Khaleesi without talking about Juline. And we can't talk about Juline without talking about the Women's Surface Creek Saddle Club. It's a Saturday morning in late August, and I've joined the women of the Saddle Club for a trail ride. I have been involved with the Women's Surface Creek Saddle Club since about 2006. When I got back into horses, I found that I, I didn't have enough people to ride with, and I didn't know where the trails were in this area, so I joined the Saddle Club. and. Uh, they not only taught me where the trails were, I learned how to really ride a horse instead of just hang on. Okay. Hi, I'm Julie Fazell. Uh, the trail boss is actually CJ here, uh, but I have the cheerleader voice, so I'm going to do and the, she knows the, trail the intro, and I know the trail. The Saddle Club has 60 members. Women of varying ages travel from Fruta and Silt, Grand Junction and Crawford, which leads Julene, the club's current president, to conclude that it's the only active club of this caliber in a 60-mile radius. The club holds monthly meetings, usually at a club member's house with a featured guest speaker, as well as trail rides and trail trials, usually on the Grand Mesa. The club started in Surface Creek not initially for its easy access to great trail systems, but for other reasons. It started in the 1950s. There was a Surface Creek Saddle Club, and they did polo 
So it was the men who played polo. And so the women were like working kind of the concession stand. And then they decided they wanted to do more of a drill team and perform at the halftime, basically, of a polo match. And then from there, they became more trail riders. True to the hospitality of its four mothers, every ride involves a potluck. And the day I join is no exception. Our birthday rides once a month have sort of become the, the real fun thing to do because we have these crazy potlucks often out in the middle of a trail somewhere and the stuff that comes out of saddlebags, including <laughs> adult beverages, has always been overwhelming, complete with a tablecloth. Now, this was started by the by the group before I took this club over. Uh, they were the ones that had the tablecloths and the little bottles of wine and all this amazing food. So uh, for some reason, food has always been a real big part of this club. Potlucks are like the name of the game. And so um, it's been real fun. While the club began as the Women of Surface Creek, its current leaders have been more generous with their geographical boundaries. In light of the pandemic, they realized that in order for the club to flourish, they need to encourage both younger and more members. They are invested in knowledge around horsewomanship and safety, but they're also interested in having fun and cultivating community. What I'd really like to do is, is teach someone where these trails are. And so that has kind of become my thing. I'm, I'm one that really likes to investigate and ride alone and find new trails. And, and then I want, you know, somebody to learn where those are so that this club continues going 20 years from now when I'm too old to ride. In the interest of diversifying members comes the conversation about whether men should be allowed to join. So with that came some men that wanted to join and they wanted one specifically wanted us to open it up to men. You know, why do you just limit it to women? It's the, you know, this is the 21st century. And so we talked about it and we looked into it and we decided we wanted to keep it women because it's like women empowering women. We love having men with us. Men ride with us quite often. But the women empowering women is what, what we really seem to enjoy where we're not trying to show off for anybody or not trying to impress anyone. We're just out there enjoying the scenery, enjoying our horses, and enjoying our friends. If I, I could interject, another thing I love about the Saddle Club is I know that there are people there who have different political leanings than I do, but it's, it's never been an issue. And everybody helps each other, and we support each other, and we leave all of that behind, and there's... It's great to have a model of uh, being unified in spite of differences of opinion and how to work together in spite of differences of opinion. And I think that's a really critical thing in our culture right now. My name's Cynthia Hines. I've been a member of the Saddle Club for probably about seven years and got involved with horses when I was 45, and that's not quite 20 years ago. And I'm also a DJ on KVNF. Two of my big loves radio and horses. Cynthia is who introduced me to Juline. The day of our trail ride, I accompanied Cynthia and her horse, Shortcakes, up to the Grand Mesa. Juline's been riding with the Saddle Club for 20 years, but the seed for the Tavis Cup, a one-day, 100-mile journey, was planted in Juline's mind 14 years ago. Well, I think to, to have had this goal that you, or a dream, I guess, for 14 years that you just kept working towards, that's something not everybody does. I think you have to be a little nutty. The idea to ride the Tevis Cup did not start with Juline, and she's not the first club member to attempt to ride it either. 
Well, the original idea came from the Women's Surface Creek Saddle Club and the woman I mentioned earlier, Judy Mason. She had done this ride, I believe, she did it twice, once in 2003 and I think once in 2006. And so she talked about doing that and I thought, oh wow, that really sounds awesome to be able to do that, to go 100 miles in 24 hours on a horse. It was like, whoa, and, and then you know, over Donner Pass and the whole area just was intriguing for me. But I also knew that I didn't have that skill yet. I mean, I'd been riding since I was seven years old, but my lesson was from my dad who said, when I asked him what you do when I, he threw me on this pony, his lesson was don't fall off. And so these ladies and through the competitive trail riding that I did from 2006 until I think probably 2019 was teaching me how to take care of a horse long distance and how to ride yourself so that you're not injuring your horse. So I just started sort of um, working towards that. And I also knew the horses that I had at the time would never be able to do that. Um, I didn't have the right breed, but I had a an American paint horse, which I always says is just a quarter horse with racing stripes. And she was a very well-bred, really good-minded horse, um, but she just probably didn't have the wheels or the engine to take me 100 miles. But she was perfect in every other way. So then I bred her to a stallion that had done the Teva several times. So I picked that stallion and then that's how I got Khaleesi, the horse that I did the Tevis on. The combination of the well-minded, sensible quarter horse with the endurance gene of the stallion made the perfect combination. And so I had to pick the stallion and then breed the mare to the stallion and then wait a year for the baby to be born and then, you know, wait like five more years for the horse to be ridden because I think we probably start horses way too young um, regardless of the breed. So just a sidelight. So then when we finally started riding her, I started her with the competitive trail rides. So that's how I started getting her used to the distance riding. And then she did get injured um, when she was like about a five and a half, six-year-old. She did have an injury in a competitive trail ride. I basically gave her two years off until she could heal completely from that injury. And she did. And then we started really training with this goal in mind several years ago. When Julene and her husband retired to Cedar Edge, their plan was to golf around the United States. And then Julene fell back in love with horses. A love... That's become a lifelong commitment, and the dream to ride the Tevis Cup has become a part of that. The Tevis Cup is basically some cowboy back in the 1950, I might have been 55, 57, right in there. He decided he wanted to ride a horse from Lake Tahoe, uh, California side. Lake Tahoe down to Auburn, California, over the Sierra Nevada range. And he wanted to do it in 24 hours. So he first did that with several other people, with quarter horses, as a matter of fact. And then that since evolved. I think there were over 500 volunteers this year, people that 
come out and make sure that the horses have water, that you have water, etc. There's, uh, I think there were 17 veterinarians associated with the ride this year. So at different checkpoints along the way, they check the horse to make sure that it's still sound and you know not lame anywhere. They check its metabolics to make sure that its heart rate has come down to an acceptable level and that it's got good gut sounds so that it doesn't colic along the route. So they really are looking out for the horse in this event. The priority and safety of the horse is always crucial, but especially on a long ride like this. Julene and Khaleesi spent years preparing for this ride, and that includes sacrifices on both parts. I lost 20 pounds. I started walking at night because, again, 40 miles of the ride was done in the dark. So I had to get used to walking in the dark, so I'd go on a two-mile walk every night, sometimes with Khaleesi leading her. and never, I didn't ever hardly ride her at night in the dark. So I had to do that. I had to really start focusing on making sure I stayed hydrated as I rode, so that was a big change for me. And then Khaleesi, we started out with long or short flat rides, and then we got up to 10 miles an hour. And then 10 miles an hour at speed, which is like maybe six or seven miles an hour. Then you'd increase the miles and increase the speed. And then we got where we were riding about 35 miles at a time. And this was usually, you know, 15 miles out somewhere and 15 miles back or 17 miles out and 17 miles back. It was never kind of a loop anywhere. So that took several years to work up to that far and that fast. So it was a, it was a long, slow slug to, to get to that. The qualities of an endurance ride are perseverance and patience. The nearly 14 years it's taken to get to the ride has required both. It's, it's a give and take. A lot of times, in the, especially in the horse industry, and, you know, 20 years ago, it was you, horses were stupid, and you had to beat them to get them basically to do what you wanted them to do. Wouldn't you agree, Cynthia? Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of um, the way it started. But then as you kind of start working with the horse, and I think especially if you ride the horse alone a lot, that's when the relationship really starts to go together. You're out, you know, 10 miles from your trailer or 20 miles from the trailer or any way to get back. So you have to become a partner with that horse. And and if you have that partnership and they have the training, they get to make some of the decisions too. And and until you can let the horse, you, you quit trying to be such a control freak and let the horse make some of the decisions some of the time, and then they begin to trust you too. So it's it's a long time commitment. And then they can, Khaleesi's very strong willed and you have to be careful because every once in a while she does believe she's smarter than I am. So. <laughs> She, yeah. That was her destiny, and she, and she knew it, and she gave it her all. The 24 hours allowed to complete the Tevis Cup meant that Juline spent half of her time on horseback riding in the dark. I recently learned that horses see 90% as well at night as they do during the day, and that their memories are second only to elephants. Once you realize that you can't see and they can, you just have to turn it over to them and and you're moving. You're not walking. You're usually at a pretty hard trot in order to cover the ground and and complete the ride within the the time frame. Not only was Julene riding in the dark, she was also alone for a lot of the ride. And I wondered about that solitude. For me, it was, as I, as I said, there was one point uh, down by the, uh, I think it was the middle fork of the American River. We're down, and the moonlight is actually glistening off of the water, and 
and the air was real cool um and it was almost magical it was we were there by ourselves we're trotting down this road in the moonlight and the and the you know it was just magical i don't know how to really describe it other than that it was like we were one we were together we were one heartbeat one one soul we just came together it we were just trotting down the road just with that one goal in mind and that was crossing that finish line at this month's Saddle Club meeting, Juline was the featured guest. She read for the club her short story about the Tevis Cup, titled Some Kind of Nut. The story is written from the perspective of Khaleesi. When I ask Juline about the decision to retell the story from the horse's perspective, she comes back to partnership between horse and rider, the bond that they share. Here's a little bit of that story. We rode for the next 17 miles alone under the full moon. I was in charge. I can see... But humans, not so much. Happy they changed the rule this year so that no human can wear a headlamp with a white light. That white light always blinds me for a bit. Then I'm just as trippy as my mom in the dark. Mama had a red headlamp just in case but never used it. My reins were loose and I trotted along confidently as I could smell and feel where the other horses had gone. Juju needs the green glow sticks for insurance, but we were a team. I rather liked being totally in charge, as we were having the time of our lives. Yippee for me, I was finally the boss. Down the middle fork of the American River, everything felt magical. The air was cool, the moonlight glistened off the water, and I truly felt like we were one. One heartbeat, one soul, one body trotting together in complete and utter bliss. It's a feeling neither of us had ever experienced. Julisi, a melding of the word juju and Khaleesi. Our angels, spirit guides, relatives past and present, and friends sending us light and praying for us were genuinely helping. We were so happy. After hours of riding in the dark, Juline, at age 70, and Khaleesi finally crossed the finish line. They had 29 minutes to spare. I felt proud, and I felt mostly proud for Khaleesi because she was still ready to go. It was just astounding, and then to have all your friends there cheering you on meant a lot. Back on the trail, the members of the club and their guests are expressing congratulations to Juline. Really quick. Congratulations on the Tevis Oh, thank thing. you. I could just make it another five. It or if I could just make it another no. five, because that's what I thought it would be. Yeah, a moment that's of That's what bliss. I thought she would be. That's about as far away from just another five as you can get. Whether it's the short story she's written, the article about her in the High Country Shopper, her enameled Western-style belt buckle etched with the words, award, 100 miles, one day. Or because we crave and enjoy inspiring stories, people seem genuinely galvanized by Juline. Here's Cynthia again. I think, for me, one of the things that moved me the most, it's humbling to see someone show such a level of intelligent care and concern and intuition and insight to your horse. It sets a very high bar for what horsemanship should be. And it's, I was like, okay, I, you know, 
I got to do things better, and this is a this is a bar I want to strive for, and I don't you know I don't I don't know if a Tavis would ever be in my future, but I want to be that kind of horsewoman that cares that intelligently and that intuitively with my horse. Khaleesi is resting right now, so she didn't get to join us on our ride, but I did get to ride her mom, a bay paint named Six's Peppy Lady lovingly christened Cookie. As I accompanied the ladies on six miles across the Grand Mesa, listening to their conversations and their songs, meeting addiction counselors, retired train conductors, and telephone climbers, I was struck by what it means to come together in community. There aren't always a lot of bipartisan issues that bring us together, despite our beliefs, but horses seem to be one of those. I think humbling is the word that I keep coming back to with horses because they teach you so much. And you have to check, if you really want to be a good horsewoman, you have to check your ego. Because ego does not, you're not going to do your horse justice if you let your ego get in the way. (laughs) They're magical to me and they can be hard and they can be exasperating and, and they feel the same way about me. And it's just such an interesting relationship. I learn something every moment I'm with them. And I learn a lot about myself. Personally, what I like most about riding, and especially trail riding, is it makes me feel like a kid again. Um, and so that's a wonderful feeling to still have, is that childhood glee of maybe running down the trail or just the beauty of being up in the mountains. I mean, we are so fortunate to live where we live. Yeah. And, and to be able to enjoy our horses like we do. Mm-hmm. And like the cheerleader she once was, Julene knows how to bring us together. The Women's Surface Creek Saddle Club will hold their annual Grand Mesa Trail Trials on September 16th. If you're interested in participating in or learning more about this event, you can visit their website, womenssurfacecreeksaddleclub.org. You can also find a copy of Khaleesi's story, Some Kind of Nut, on the website. You've been listening to Local Motion on KVNF. Special thanks to Cynthia Hines, Julene Fazell, all the ladies of the Surface Creek Saddle Club, and of course Khaleesi, for getting herself and her rider safely across that finish line. You can find more Local Motion programming on our website, kvnf.org. Thanks for listening. Okay, so I had so much fun with these ladies that I had to include one of the more lighthearted moments here at the end. For those of you who are still with us, thank you for humoring me. I took this video from horseback of the ladies singing. And the white knights walking backwards, and the red queens off with her head. Remember what the dormant's
That's Julene, of course, singing the loudest. Feed your head. Feed your head. There's not going to be any wildlife with this many women. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed. She's around her, I can tell.